Welcome back to the Beyond Macros podcast, a show where we teach you about nutrition and the art of working in so you can get the most out of working out. As I mentioned in last week's episode, I am currently in Australia, and next week I head to Brisbane, and then I will be road tripping through the Gold Coast and Byron Bay down to Sydney the week of the 4th, and then I will be in Sydney through the new year. So if you would like to set up a Beyond Macros nutrition seminar at your box, email matt at beyondmacros.com because I still have one spot left on my calendar. Today we are back with our series on macros and we're going to wrap things up. Last week I discussed the Beyond Macros philosophy on counting macros and introduced you to what the three macronutrients are. If this is the first episode you are listening to, I highly recommend going back to episode 12 first to give you some context for what we're going to talk about today. Today, we will discuss why calories actually do matter, how to determine the best macro ratio for you, how to count macros, and how to use this approach to shift your eating habits. So why count macros? Can't you just do paleo, keto, or vegan and get shredded? Isn't paleo the CrossFit thing? Well, the CrossFit community has widely embraced paleo, but Zone is actually the official diet CrossFit HQ endorses in their seminars. And the Zone diet is a complicated way of counting macros. It is also important to note that paleo, keto, and vegan diets are all ad libitum diets. And what that means is they do nothing to control quantity. You can eat as much as you want. Instead, they are diets which restrict certain food choices, or in the case of keto, restrict a specific macronutrient, carbs. A diet like paleo can be great for health as it cleans up food choices by restricting low nutrient density and potentially inflammatory foods. It also forces most people towards lower calorie, nutrient-dense foods, and they feel satisfied on less calories per day. This is why it can be a great diet for weight loss. The food restrictions, however, can make it tough for people to stick to 100% in the long term. But because an ad libitum diet like paleo or keto doesn't inherently control for quantity, it can also be an unhealthy diet. Just because nuts are considered a paleo food doesn't mean your 10th handful of almonds is healthy. If you overeat, even on the cleanest diet in the world, you are going to store fat. And storing excess body fat leads to health issues. That's well documented. And yes, even if every carb you eat is low glycemic and paleo, you can store fat if you eat excess energy. Doesn't matter what the source of the food is. So when it comes down to it, Eating more than you burn is going to cause your body to add mass. And for those of you who want to gain muscle, that can be a good thing. But the story doesn't end at calories. I mentioned that eating more than you burn will cause your body to gain mass. And I didn't necessarily say fat. And that is because if you do resistance exercise with a hypertrophy focus, meaning in that kind of 6 to 12 rep range, eat enough protein to support muscle growth, and you eat the right surplus of food, you'll add muscle mass and minimize fat gain. On the other hand, if you eat a surplus of food, don't eat enough protein to support muscle, don't do resistance exercise, and don't sleep well, that is a recipe for fat gain and even muscle loss. 
This is why you should count macros, at least for some period of time. As we discussed in the first episode of this series, protein and carbs have 4 calories per gram and fat has 9. By controlling your macronutrient intake, you are also controlling your calorie intake, providing adequate protein, and balancing fat and carbs for proper energy and hormones. The best part about macros is that they are diet agnostic, and you can do macros if you are paleo, vegan, or even keto. We have clients across the board at Beyond Macros. Before I tell you one more thing about counting macros, I am going to tell you the most important thing in this whole series. Counting macros is a diet, and diets fail 90% of the time. You absolutely must use counting macros as a tool to help you form new eating habits in order to see long-term success, and that is what I will teach you how to do now. The way I recommend going about macro counting is to first use it as a way to audit your current eating habits and determine a path to a new normal set of habits that better serves you. In the process, weighing and measuring your food for a short period of time can help you to calibrate your eye to proper portion sizes on every plate of food you eat. This will make it easier to stick to your habits with intuition in the future rather than obsessive food scale and food journal reliance. So here's the process. Go to beyondmacros.com 13, that's the number 13, and download the calorie and macronutrient counting guide. Use the worksheet to determine a good starting place for your calorie intake and macronutrient ratio. You will also receive email follow-up reminders for each of the steps that I will outline now if you go and download that worksheet. Next, download MyFitnessPal's app or create an account at MyFitnessPal.com and start keeping a food journal. But don't change a single thing about your eating habits over the next week. This is the key to long-term success. Have some patience. Make all of the food choices you would normally do if left to your own devices and put every single thing you eat into MyFitnessPal for a full week. After one week keeping a food journal of your normal habits, go back and see which macronutrient you eat too much or too little of compared to the goals you calculated in the calorie and macronutrient counting worksheet. I suggest starting with protein but if you are way off on fat or carb, you can start there. See how far off you are on average and pick one habit to focus on for the next two weeks to improve. For example, if you notice you eat an average of 100 grams of protein and you need to eat 120 grams, pick a protein food you normally eat, figure out how much more you need to eat to get an extra 20 grams of protein, and commit to prepping the extra protein for next week so it's conveniently available. As each habit you add starts to feel like second nature, repeat yourself audit and move on to the next macronutrient. Pick a habit to eat more or less foods containing that macro, and once you get reasonably close to your targets every day and it feels like second nature, you can start to focus on other things like nutrient timing and food quality. And in case you weren't aware, Beyond Macros is a nutrition coaching company. So if you are interested in learning about how one of our amazing coaches can help support you through these habit changes, dial in the details, and orient you towards a sustainable transformation, 
please go to beyondmacros.com slash services and schedule a free initial meeting or email me at matt at beyondmacros.com to set one up. If you still feel overwhelmed about where to start and what habit changes to focus on, our expert staff of coaches can guide you towards habits that will be both effective and fit within the context of your life and your routines. Your coach can also help you sequence the habit changes in a way that will be the most effective. In addition, accountability with nutrition has been studied, and when you combine it with food journaling and no other interventions, just these two things alone, accountability and food journaling, can really multiply your results. The expert accountability of a Beyond Macros coach might be just what you need to accelerate in the right direction. So if you're interested in learning more or just want to talk about your goals and struggles with someone, set up your free initial meeting now. Just email me or go to beyondmacros.com services to do that. And I look forward to chatting with you and I'll see you back here next week.